Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Finally back for Rula 2. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. Because I wanted to talk episode 9 yeah, trailer with I know, you. man. But and now it's kind of like eh, all this Game of Thrones, Avengers premiere tonight. I mean. There's a lot going on out there. Is Star Wars third fiddle? Right now it is. For sure. To, but guess what? To God and to fucking uh, yeah, Avengers? It'll change, though. Once we get Endgame, once Game of Thrones right. ends, the cycle will all speculate wildly, do our thing. And then guess what happens? Towards the end of that summer, we're going to get another trailer. Right. We're going to get more news on Mandalorian. Yep. We're going to get uh, we're going to get Mandalorian in November. In November, right? Yep. And we're going to have all this stuff, Clone Wars. We're going to start talking about Star Wars. But yeah. All, but see, I you're you're a little mixed on the trailer, right? A little bit, only because you know what? Um, like I think I had. I think I had unrealistic expectations for the trailer because mm-hmm. the trailers always blow me away so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've said it on this show a thousand times. I said it last week when Harloff was on. Like, I absolutely loved the Last Jedi trailer. Yeah, I thought the Last Jedi trailer showed promise of a dark, brooding film where there was real conflict between the light and the dark. And and like, I was very excited for that trailer. Sure. I, I mean, I was very excited after that trailer. Yeah, um, I I still think TFA. Probably has the best of all the teaser trailers, you know, with the, the very Snoke, first teaser, the very first neat teaser, I, yeah. you know, with the Snoke VO. I thought it was incredible. I um, I like this trailer. Look, um, like I haven't seen it like, like I saw it like six times in a row when it came out. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it in a in a few days, so okay. I'm looking forward to what we're about to do. So but. yeah, that's what we're gonna do because I loved it. Yeah, I think it's my favorite of all of them. Of all of them, yeah, really, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. You know why? Because. And that's only because I have Force Awakens and The Last Jedi to color my opinion. So there's a lot that goes into it. I have a lot of baggage bringing okay. me to this trailer where I go, okay, I geeked out. I love it. Yeah. I love the end. I love what Luke Skywalker is saying. I love the visuals. So we're going to watch it right now. Yeah, we're going to watch it. And then we're going to do a conversation more about this. Yeah. So we'll watch it, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. watch it. All right. We're going to watch it right now. We're going to so, play it. So if anybody's out there – 
in, uh, in Rule of Two Nation, mm. and you want to watch along with us, we're about to start watching it now. It's only two minutes and three seconds. If you want to join in, watch it, refresh it in your head, and then we'll talk about it. Yep, and I'm going to do a, a countdown of three, two, one. I'm going to hit play on the one if you want to watch us. Uh, watch it with us, I should say. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> three, a two, one. That always gives me chills. The breathing. The breathing is great. Just breathe. This is why, exactly why. Back on Jakku? Back um, on Tatooine? I think it's Jakku. But maybe not. It looks maybe like Jakku. Past all we know, she grabs the lightsaber. The lightsaber completely looks the same. It looks completely fixed. Yep. Wonder how. The blaster that Han gave her. Mm-hmm. Every generation has a legend. Throw Great back. call back to Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. I love this long shot. Yeah, the interceptor. <sighs> the mindful of her training. We don't know who's in there right now. We don't know who's in there. I mean, I obviously think it's Kylo, but I could be totally wrong. I have a theory on it. I mean, come on. Yeah, this Christmas. Princess Leia's theme. Yeah. Whatever. That's the ship that uh, allegedly Ray saw in her Force Vision and yeah. Force Awakens. The retcon of the breaking the helmet. The new droid. Still no love for little R2. Right. The saga, saga comes, comes to, to an, an end. end. I've heard that before. I love that shot. That shot I do like. Reminds me of the swashbuckling. Yeah. There was the metal Han Solo put out that you got a lot of crap over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. I didn't recognize it at first. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. you'd be jumping out of your chair with of that. Of course. I love it. I love that part of it. And the first rise of, all, of Skywalker. First of all, there's two things I want to talk about. Okay? okay. And like this might seem petty as hell. Anyway, do you want to kick us off so we go into the normal We're going to go right into it then because it's episode 37 of Rule of Two. Let's get to it. Rise. That's right. You heard it up top. Episode 37, Rule of Two is here for your ear holes. I'm finally back. It's Mark Riley here, co-hosting, as always, with Mr. Mark Fernandez. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Look, while, while, while the trailer's still fresh in my head, I want to talk about a few things. Let's just, we're going to go right into There's it. There's two Go. branding things that I want to chat about. Ooh, I like that. Number one, Star Wars was always – the logo was always yellow. Right. Right? Um <clears throat> In the movies anyway. It was yellow, right? Always in the always, movies. Always. always yellow. Yeah. Always yellow. So I don't understand why they started doing the color coding thing. Like yellow for Force Awakens, red for Last Jedi, and now blue for, for uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I feel like what's, what's up with the, Yeah. What's up with the color coding? Well, I think that – Is it, has this – has there been precedent for that in other Star Wars stuff? Because I can't really remember. You know what? You know what it was like. Star Wars was always the original trilogy. The first movie was always known as Star Wars. It wasn't right. it, later. It became, became a new, the new hope, hope yeah. right? Like after the sequels, and you know, or after the sequ- after Empire and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Then, to your point, now Empire Strikes Back comes out. It's not Star Wars Episode Five. The Empire Strikes Back. It was branded The Empire Strikes Back. Right. 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 Return of the Jedi. Same thing. Red letters, though. 
was the third movie, Return of the Jedi. I have the poster in my yeah. bedroom that I right, look at every night. Star Wars, very small at the top. Very small. The it was Star, Return of the Jedi, and Wars, Wars at the right? Bottom, yeah. And same with Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back was a very kind of bold, dark blue almost. You know, it, yeah. it's kind of, and I have that poster again. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, or white lettering as well. Right, I've and seen Star Wars was was it bound? Star, yep, it was in a in, bounding box and mm-hmm. it was white. Then we get to the prequels. Everything was almost like a gold. And it was like branded as episode one, right? Episode two, yeah. Episode three, yeah. Lucas really embraced the whole episodic nature of it. Exactly. Now I think Disney is just doing something, or maybe it's some marketing, or maybe it is J.J. Abrams or whatever. But there was the theme of red in Last Jedi. We had the Battle of Crate, the salt. There was red underneath. Yeah. There was going to be death. There was going to be you know essentially the echo of Empire Strikes Back, the, the First Order. Chases them, last stand on crate. Right. Only a small band right. of rebels left point. after. There so was I think, a chase. There was a chase at Empire too. You're right. Right. So I think there's echoes happening, and I think that Disney is doing a branding thing, where it's Star Wars, and we're not seeing though any episode no. number. It's right. Star Wars logo with yellow and Force Awakens, which makes sense because to your point, it's always been yellow. They want to get that flavor back. They want to get everybody remembering, oh, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. It's First of all, it's a Star very Wars. good point. It's a very good point that you make that all three uh, trilogies have different branding yeah. in how they brand the trilogy, right? Like one, two, and three, like you said, the prequels, as they're wildly known or widely known, yeah. um, is episode one, episode two, episode three. Yeah, that's what they would hang their hats on yeah. because it's, always, it's Lucas basically telling – remember when I finally put – Numbers on New Hope and Empire and Return of the Jedi, you're getting episode one now. Right. Does the first crawl ever seen for Star Wars and New Hope have episode four in it though? I think it was changed later. We would ha- I would have to look that up. I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. it never said episode four. It in said, the crawl, in the, the opening crawl, crawl. you it sure? Said a new hope. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, 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 like I'm sure our I'm listeners out there. Com- I'm o- I'm almost certain that it didn't. Let's see. Did a new hope? Did the original opening crawl have the episode number? Yeah, because in then the original trilogy, you're absolutely right. The branding was totally different. It was all about the name of the episode, right? Uh, you know, except for Star Wars, except for the first one, mm-hmm. and it was just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The second one was Empire Strikes Back with very little Star Wars written on it, right? Just in the top and the bottom, and the Return of the Jedi. Then you get the episodic, and now with the sequels, you get this kind of number, uh, like color coding. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I'm trying to find it right now. I, I've I've found it. I found a. Uh, Wikipedia, the three shots with company, blah, 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 blah. I, I want to say that it came later okay. and that it maybe came – Because then what would have had – you know, he didn't re-release it for a little – Maybe it did. Wait a minute. It's got to be in the original. Yeah. You know, anyway, no, we're being thinking, bad Star Wars fans and I know yeah. you guys are going to give us crap for it, but we don't I know. I don't care. We don't know for sure, so let us know. You know, that's why this is a team effort here, guys. Yeah, it's a it's, team effort. I, I want to say Lucas stated the original opening crawl was inspired by the opening crawls for each episode of Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers series. Flash. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. I can't. I'm going to bet that it is. That, yeah, that that indeed it was because when when I had my one conversation with George Lucas, 
um, even though it was very brief, very short. And even though I'm the huge, uh, I'm a huge George Lucas guy. My my one like real serious interaction with George Lucas didn't really go the way I always dreamt of. It was actually much shorter. Yeah, he wasn't as interested in in me as I thought he would have been. Um, you know. Anyway, those are all very personal. Sit on the couch, talk to your psychiatrist. Things about, but. He did tell me one thing that I, you know, that I loved. He told me two things that I'm just going to say here. I probably shouldn't. Let's do it. Number one, I asked him why did you close down Star Wars Galaxies? Mm. Okay, because he eventually made the official call to end what we knew as Star Wars Galaxies and then give us the NGE. And he said a quote that I'll never forget. He said, "He said I really love that game, but it collapsed under the weight of its own ambition." Yeah. I'll never forget that quote. Yeah, collapsed under the weight of its own ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is kind of like so, you know, it's kind of like something to take with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's things as ambition being just too much downward pressure for your goals. You sure. know? And and look, I suffer from that all the time. Right. Um, and then the second thing he told me that I thought was you know stuck stuck with me forever is that when he when he wrote Episode Four, when he was writing the original Star Wars, um, he did have all this backstory in his mind to sort of help him set up what the characters were. Sure. And when he was writing uh, A New Hope that he knew that um, that Obi-Wan had defeated Anakin Skywalker in the lava planet. Okay. And and that um, the um, the conceptual artist Macquarie uh, – is that his name? Ralph Macquarie, yeah. Yeah, Ralph Macquarie actually has from the episode four days has uh, concept drawings of – Vader in the lava planet. Mm. You know, the, like like yeah. those are out there. You can find those. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I mean, so look, anyway, bottom line is I do think that the original one had the number, but I'm not sure. I found it. Oh, you found it. I was right. It did not. Uh, it did not have it. It was simply titled Star Wars, okay, because 20th Century Fox forbade Lucas to use a subtitle because it could be confusing since there had been no other Star Wars movie prior to 1977. In addition, it was not certain if the film would be followed with a sequel. When The Empire Strikes Back was released in 1980, the episode number, episode 5, and subtitle The Empire Strikes Back appeared as the first two lines of the opening crawl. To match its sequel's crawl, the episode number, episode 4, and subtitle A New Hope were added to the film's theatrical re-release in April of 1981. Wow. Wow, that's great I remember trivia. that. That's I remember that because I did see the damn movie in the theater, but I – I, it, it's something I didn't remember that because I was too young. Yeah, yeah. But I remember you were this. a year old. I was a year old. Yeah, there's not much I can do in right. that. But I remember this being a thing, mm-hmm. and that it was Empire Strikes Back that finally put the episode four, uh, five. Okay, so I was wrong. But anyway, that's that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. 20th Century Fox is not going to go. Wait a minute, episode four. Yeah. Everybody's going to. I. This is what I remember. I remember there's. Conversations. There's, there's, there's facts about this that 20th Century Fox is like. You're going to confuse your audience if you say Episode Four. They're going to go, "Where are the other three movies?" But he was thinking it. But he's thinking it. He's thinking it. This uh, is why Lucas is the greatest because yeah. he already is like he drops us right into the middle of the story. There was a movie back in back in the day that I think suffered from the exact reason 20th Century Fox was so worried about it. It mm-hmm. was a movie. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, it was called Remo Williams. The oh, Adventure. the adventure continues. Yeah, yeah. 
it's the greatest. Yeah, and it, you know, and like it was titled as if it was going to have sequels and episodes, all that shit. Never anything else came out after. Yeah, the adventure continues though. You would suppose it's a sequel. Where's Remo right. Williams? Is it Remo Williams? The adventure continues. The adventure begins. Oh, adventure begins. Maybe Remo Williams. Don't you love it, guys, in Ruler 2 when we just go off on these ta- tangents? The Adventure Begins. Yeah, yeah. Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. I, I, the Adventure I, Continues is the sequel we should make. That's right. Yeah. Leave some comments down below. Should we actually drop everything yeah, right. and, and fall into the weight of our own ambition to make Remo Williams the sequel? <laughs> who, who was the – Robert Ulrich? Was that the, the lead? I'm trying – I want to say it's uh, Fred – Willard? Yeah. Fred Ward. Why do I say Fred, Fred Willard is somebody Fred else? Fred Ward. Ward. I said Robert Ulrich. I was yeah. way off. We were way off. Joel Gray, Wilford Brimley, Kate Mulgrew, and it's directed by Guy Kate Hamilton. Kate Mulgrew uh, of, uh, of Star Wars, a uh, Star Trek Voyager film. Yeah, there it is. So anyway, enough tangent. about Re- Remo Williams. <laughs> yeah. Remo Williams, the adventure did not continue. The, it did not. Yeah. The adventure begins, though, would lead you to believe maybe we're getting a trilogy. All right. So know. one more Remo Williams story. This okay. Is, this is rule of two and like uh, you know only two there are to make a choice about what we talk about. Exactly. Yeah. And you guys love this. Come on. Yeah. So Remo Williams um, – there was a scene in Remo Williams where he goes under this training, actually very Jedi-esque, right? He goes oh, under this yeah. training to become Remo Williams. And one of the things that he did, I don't ever remember, is that he that, that, that he would sprint across like a beam, like a very thin beam. Right. Instead of like walking, like you know, he would run across it. Right. So I was like, "Oh, this sounds pretty easy to do." So I found it like like a like a like a like a like a wall, like mm-hmm. you know, separating like my house with something else. You know, there was like a concrete wall, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna run across this thing." You're gonna do some parkour, man. Yeah. So okay. I was a kid, man. I was maybe ten, eleven years old, max. Is this a story of how you broke your leg? Yeah. So okay. I'm running across this thing, and I misstep one man and I and I got the corner of that brick thing in, in the side of my stomach oh god I cut feel up it. my whole thing like oh it was the most embarrassing humbling stupid thing where Re- I truly learned do not try this at home kids Remo Williams the adventure ends yeah the adventure ended for me yeah that, that ended Remo for Williams. you I liked Remo Williams man I anyway, too this isn't a Remo Williams podcast but man there should be one somewhere in the world but stay tuned we are launching a new podcast uh, lovers of Remo Williams it's <laughs> yeah. gonna drop every Wednesday yeah. on Remo Collider Williams Video. rise yeah <laughs> alright let's get back to yeah. it it's, right. it's so back Star to the trailer. Wars yeah back to the trailer so you okay? Because I remember texting you, yeah, and I said, "What did you think?" And you're like, "I'm paraphrasing, I think," but you're like, "It's okay." Yeah. So, tell me why. Okay, so this is the things that I don't love about the trailer. Okay. Um, I think it was just a little underwhelming to me. Okay. Because my frustration with with this new Star Wars, and we've talked about it on the show, is that I, I just like I don't feel connected to the story that much, you know, yeah. like I'm not even sure what the story's about, you know, like, yeah, you can say obvious things like, oh, it's about Ray fulfilling her destiny. Like she's never had a destiny. Oh, it's about Kylo Ren, you know, dealing with his good and light. Okay. Yeah, maybe there's, there is something there. There mm-hmm. is something Kylo's struggle between the dark and the light is very interesting. But when push comes to shove, he's always really chosen the dark. Mm-hmm. Right. So he doesn't really have a you know, he's got that one moment where he's about to blast Leia, which is a great moment in Last Jedi. And he doesn't. But then he allows his wingmen to do it. Yeah. You know, because like, he hesitated to do it. Right. So it's like that old parable about, you know, the guy who holds the cow down is just as guilty as the guy who stabs it in the gut. You know, sure. so 
they're, they're, his, his, and then and then you have that amazing scene that could have been, I think, an amazing scene. You know, and it was an amazing scene. After Snoke is dead, after they kill all the guards, where they're talking to each other, he basically gives her, you know, come with me and we can rule the galaxy as as whatever we are. Yeah, like that's a cool moment because you think at that moment before you go into it, you're like, okay, which way is he going to go? Yeah, you know, like this is the moment of of truth, right? Of choice. Um, he always seems to choose like the dark. Right, mm-hmm. he doesn't really seem to go back and forth too much. Where even Vader, before Vader made his incredible moment of saving uh, Luke, there's there's moments in Vader, and I think for me it's it, it, like Return of the Jedi when they're talking, and he's like, "Oh, you rebuilt your lightsaber. Your 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 training is almost complete." You can see that there's a moment there where like I, he's struggling with the dark and like. You know, he wants to go to his son. There's just there, – there, there's real conflict there. Yeah. There's some great stuff in Return of the Jedi where Vader turns his back on Luke and he basically says, it's too late for me. It's too late for me. And then he turns around and it's almost like he has a moment where yeah. he considers it. And then he turns around. You don't know the power of the dark side. Then my father is truly dead. You know, yeah. that's what Luke says. So, and then we move on. But like from a story perspective and, uh, you know, Riley and I got some projects that we're working on. where We have a lot of fun just doing story stuff. And, oh, yeah. You know, and all that. But from a story perspective, like what's really the story to date? Right. And, and remember, story and plot are two very, very, very different things. Absolutely. Right. The plot is just there to drive the story forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the story, you have this idea of this rebellion or this resistance, as they call it. Mm hmm. That's basically obliterated to like a handful of people, right? Right. This is what we've gotten from the first two, right? There was this sure. resistance. We don't even know how the resist, like why there was a resistance when they were still part of the republic. I know, like read, read the books, read the books. Again, I, so I'm not reading the books. Yeah, and I'm with you on this because I'm a movie guy first and foremost, right? The yeah. Movies are my bread and butter. Less so on the books, and I I love reading some of the books, but I want to get it in the story because what did the original trilogy do? Yeah. What did the prequels do? You knew exactly yeah. what the government was. Look, look, and I have no idea what it is in the sequel trilogy. That is a di- not a dig, but that's a note I have that I wanted more of. But yeah. it doesn't bother me that much um, until again because I want to know what Episode Nine is going to show us. Yeah, look, I can't wait for Episode Nine. But yeah, just 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 to rephrase something because I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Mm. It's not like I won't read the books because, oh, like I'm dismissive of other Star Wars art that's out there. That's that's not the thing. Like a good example was when I saw – and like I saw it like, you know, I was – I'm talking about Game of Thrones. When when I saw season one and uh, season two wasn't out yet and I saw season one and like, you know, like I was there from the beginning and I saw the first season. I was so into it. Mm-hmm. After – spoiler warning, after Eddard Stark dies. Oh, yeah. I was like, I want more of this, you know? So I actually read, like, I, I immediately went out and I bought a Clash of Kings so I can keep reading what's going on with the stories. Like, sure. I cheated. Like, so Clash of Kings is the only book that I've read in Star Wars, uh, I mean, in, in, in Game of Thrones. But I was motivated to go read it because the story was so friggin' good mm-hmm. in the movies. I, when, when Heir to the Empire came out and it was like the big first official novel, even though I know there was many other novels before that, it, it was the first one that George Lucas was like, yeah, this is what happens next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's I, what got me to, I was to go there pick it up. opening day to go pick it up. You know? So I was very motivated to go buy these books. I'm not so motivated to go buy the canon books on the sequel trilogies. I don't know how you feel, but. I was very motivated and then I read a bunch of them and it just wasn't giving me that connection and giving me those answers that I wanted. And then 
as – and this was around when I started at Collider. Now as we get more Star Wars books, more stuff going on at Collider, more stuff in my own personal life, it really just comes down to I do not have the time. And based on what I read, I, I, I wasn't getting everything right. that I wanted. Bloodline got close. Because I loved Bloodline. I loved getting inside of General Leia's head. I loved getting some of the politics. I loved getting some hints at the First Order and how it grew. I loved the idea that nobody knew that she was Darth Vader's daughter and what that would do to her political career. But for me, we talk about the Big Mac all the time. I want to know what Luke did to rebuild the Jedi Order, how Snoke got into Ben Solo's head, and then the fall. And they're not giving us that. You're yet. preaching to the choir, yeah. That's what I. And want I to. love Lords of the Sith, but that wasn't in any way connected to. I right. mean, it is always connected, but I'm not getting that. And I'm going to get it with the Mandalorian. And I love my TV shows that I can sit and binge, like Game of Thrones. I'm a huge nut for. So I'll be able to sit there and go, "What happened after Return of the Jedi?" We're going to get some info. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I'm looking forward to that. Too. And I'm looking really forward to that. But the books haven't hit. On any of the subjects that I really am interested, which is what did happen to Luke after Return of the Jedi? I got a little bit of it in Battlefront Two, but that was one side mission. I mean, come and, on, and we haven't had many comics other than the main Star Wars comic, which again was like kind of happening in between movies of the original trilogy, and that always takes me out of it a lot because I did have a problem. I was reading the comics when Luke. Faces Vader in between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, at least in canon, of the Star Wars comics, and it really bummed me out. They didn't really face each other, but it bummed me out because it took away from the power, in my mind, of his first meeting of Vader on Bespin. Right. I thought it really took away from that faithful meeting. Luke, in my mind, only met Vader for the first time on Bespin. Right. I don't like seeing it happen like a kind of – The trench kind run, of, you know. Not counting trench run because right. that's a little different. Yeah. So it's these filling in blanks that I don't really need. Like yeah. sometimes I want stuff that we haven't gotten yet, and that's why we haven't gotten that. I mean, look at the newest book that came out. Very interested in it, Master and Apprentice, the Adventures of Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and I hear we get some prophecy stuff on like what the prophecy is about about you know Anakin if it is Anakin and all this kind of stuff. I'm interested in that. But these are all things – these are from the movies that I've seen and there's a big gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens that we had Bloodline and maybe there's some some more out there that I'm not yeah. aware of. But I feel like Bloodline was the closest. And, and like the other, the only other one that I was motivated to read because I was so fascinated with his with, with his backstory was the Darth Plagueis one. Right. Which I did start reading. Which is not reading. even canon anymore. Right, right. I did start reading. I didn't finish it, but you know what? I did start reading. Uh, you know, I thought it was cool. You know, like it yep. was, it was very enjoyable. That I loved, just because at the time when I read it, it's like, oh, I get to learn who Darth Plagueis is now. Yeah, that was interesting to me. And then when they made it Legends, I was like, ah, oh, right, f, because it, it just was so yeah. great. But 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 it's like one thing that happened actually at Star Wars Celebration. I don't know if you remember this. Actually, it was on the Phantom Menace uh, panel. Mm-hmm. And our our good friend Star Wars Theory posted about this, and and uh, I'm totally with him on this POV, is that after the Emperor dies in Episode Six, mm-hmm. um, Ian McDermott goes to George Lucas and says, "Hey, is there any chance that the Emperor comes back? Like, I really love this character. I want to play him again." He's like, "No, 
Mm. He's like, but there's no chance. I mean, he like fell down the thing. He's, he, you know, maybe he can survive. There's some way he can survive. He's like, no, he's he's done. He's gone. Okay. He's gone. Um, and then he kept telling, you know, like Ian, this is all in the panel. You should check it out. And it's in Star Wars Theories video. Is there any chance he's alive? No, no, no. And it's funny because the uh, uh, Ian McDermott, when he's having this conversation and he's imitating George Lucas, mm-hmm. he's using the Emperor voice. That's correct. As George Lucas, he's like, no, no. Yeah, no. Your pitiful little <laughs> band of story editors oh, don't a, know the power yeah. of what is in here. I'm afraid we're quite safe. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> the deflector shield will be quite operational <laughs> right, when your friends arrive. arrive. Anyway, it's great stuff. But um, so he said that when he was cast to come back in, mm. in episode one, that um, nobody even knew that he was playing both characters. Because yeah. like Palpatine the senator was so different yeah. than the emperor that like nobody even knew he was playing both characters. Really? And and, um, and that uh, like it wasn't until the movie came out that he said that like – I don't know if he said it was Liam Neeson or Sam Jackson looked at him and said, motherfucker, are you playing both characters? <laughs> Like like people didn't even know. Like I think it was Neeson who told them. I'm not sure. You should look at the yeah, video. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but that, I knew when he popped up on screen. Yeah, I but mean, like it was still a good. Like it was very well done. It was Palpatine really well done. The Emperor was well done. Yeah, but the Phantom Menace. Come on, the very it, it, first, you know, hologram of Darth Sidious appears, and then a hologram of uh, of Palpatine. And then the hologram of public, but yeah, yeah. even beside that, everybody knew that first hologram of Darth Sidious, Lord Sidious, you know, Newt Gunnery says Lord Sidious. It's like we all in the audience who are Star Wars sweaties, oh, like, there's the Emperor. Oh, everybody knew it was the Emperor. Yeah. Nobody knew it was the same actor. Oh, see, that I knew. Yeah. Like, I, I don't buy I, I don't know who wouldn't because yeah. I knew – maybe it's just because that's uh, – I'm a film guy. Right. And right. I knew Ian McDermott and then he's – we knew he was a senator. We knew he was something in the Republic. Yeah. So this and- anecdote that Ian McDermott says, right? And look, the first time I saw the movie, it took me – look, I'll be honest. It took me a little while to realize that Palpatine was the emperor. You know, like, Yeah, that's weird. It took me a little bit to, you know, to like put those two things together. Yeah. I mean I, I – maybe because I – because episode – leading up to episode one, I was reading spoilers. I was reading any report right. there was. Anything I could get my hands on, I knew he was coming back. So I kind of knew. Then I knew the actor's face. I knew his resume somewhat. And then I looked at – after the I saw the movie, I'm like, George Lucas is basically showing the audience his – what nobody knows. Yeah. Like the audience was always – and this is why I think a lot of people had problems with the execution of the prequels and they didn't land as well with a lot of Star Wars sweaties like me when I first saw them is that when you're an audience member way ahead of the characters in the movie, it can be a little hard to be like, you know, surprised. Mm. I watch Emperor – not Sheev Palpatine walk in and talk to Queen Amidala and I'm like, OK, he's the Phantom Menace. He is a Sith Lord in hiding. Mm. Didn't do much for me. It's like I know the end game. The end of the movie, whatever the third episode is going to be titled, we're going to see the Emperor full-blown and yeah. how he does this. So there was – it wasn't like – I just knew it was going to happen. It, yeah, it, yeah. I mean like – But that's not you catch necessarily the story he's telling. Right. It goes to your point though. What is this sequel trilogy about? Yeah. I have no idea. It's about balance. The first – Sequel or the first trilogy, the prequels, is a, are about the Jedi. 
and their hubris and their undoing yeah, that's a at sub- the hands of Palpatine. Like, I don't know if that's the story of the prequels, but these are broad strokes. It's a part of it. I could go into the story about Anakin Skywalker and the fall to the dark side and holding on to attachments and love. And that's not going to yeah. do it. Yes, I get it. This is just one part. I mean, I still think that the that the prequel trilogy is about how a democratic republic is manipulated into becoming a totalitarian dictatorship. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a big part of it, I would say. Yeah. I like that more than what I said. But I'm thinking about it in the broad strokes. If you think about the story, it's all about the Jedi being cool Jedi, right? We finally yeah, see yeah. Jedi in their full power. They're, they're in control. You know, they're the Starks. Yeah, know? right. And then that ultimately ends with the Jedi being wiped out. What's the sequel trilogy about? It's really about the rule of two. It's about the Emperor and Darth Vader, Iron Grip on the galaxy, you know, tyrants, you know – enslaving people iron fist down you do what we say yeah. and then the rise of the jedi or at least the return of the jedi yeah and luke skywalker being a new hope to to undo what yeah, was it's, done it's really a, it's really about a rebellion uprise against against this totalitarian government from the prequels which is not even i would say this this rebellion and the resistance and all this stuff against the first order in the sequel trilogy is really hard to follow it's i think flat, it's a little i think it's a flat. little muddled yeah Super it, flat. I blame JJ for this because yeah. he just blew away three planets in Force Awakens. We never got the, the, the leadership structure. I never knew how – until I read Bloodline, yeah. which made me a little bit more upset to go back to the whole canon yeah, book just, it's stuff. Just bad, it's just bad exposition. I didn't like it because he basically reverted back to what the sequel trilogy was, Empire versus Rebels, right. First Order versus Resistance. Right. The, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. There, th- but, there was no evolution in the world of this galaxy that we all know and love. Right, and I wanted more of that because we were given some semblance of a structure in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, you hear Grand Moff Tarkin say something to the effects of, "We've wiped out that. There's not going to be any. It's like the Senate won't hear for it." He's like, you get a little bit of knowledge of the govern, the governing bodies there. And that the emperor is getting rid of all that because he's the tyrant. He's the dictator. Mm. And then in the prequels, we get full-on Senate hearings. We get government. We get leaders and this and nominate this. Vote for no confidence. You get it. You were really yeah. into it. And now we're like be. nothing I... in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> I will be chancellor. I will be chancellor. <laughs> so I get it. So, But the broad strokes – for me, the sequel trilogy is all about finding the balance of the Force, yeah. and I believe that the title, The Rise of Skywalker, the Skywalker moniker, the name, the mantle is the balance. They're no longer going to be called Jedi. They're going to be called Skywalkers. I know, but look, think about what you just – like, first of all, I, I've – it's a valid theory. Sure. Okay? It's a total theory. It's a valid yeah. theory, but like think about if you are a franchise owner – how mm-hmm. how incredibly stupid that would be if it were true. Just think <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah. Like you have spent four billion dollars and God knows how much else, you know, to, to keep building this brand. The word Jedi, which I believe was in like, you know, like I don't know what the etymology of the word is. For all I know I know, it was invented by George Lucas. Sure. And the word 
is in the dictionary. It's a it's a it's a word that everybody understands. What it's it is. a religion that people adopt now. Remember in Australia when they put it on the ballot? Yeah, they yeah. wanted to be Jedi. Yeah, that's and, the religion. Yeah. And shout out to the Belgian five hundred first for my plaque. You yes, know, thank you very much for that. It is very very generous, and I look forward to having a beer with you guys. Yeah, that's right. We want to thank you guys out there. We're honorary member five hundred first. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. But yeah. but 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 think about it. Think about how stupid it is as a creator to say. I've created like a the most powerful two syllable branding word there is in the history of entertainment. More powerful than like the only other word that I think can even compete with the word Jedi mm-hmm. is the word Joker. Mm. You know, it's it, it, it's about it, it's at that level, right? And yeah. I still think Jedi is a couple of notches above. I am really going to destroy the Jedi concept completely and try to replace it with a, with Skywalker. It's a theory going around, but you saying that makes a ton of sense it, in the business side of things. Yeah, just like a franchise thing. In a franchise thing, but it could also my other side note to that is that she adopts the mantle of Skywalker. Fine, fine. If she wants to become like like uh, like like Ramsey Bolton is now Ram. Uh, I'm sorry, Ramsey Snow becomes Ramsey Bolton. Sure, and he's no longer a bastard. Yeah, because like maybe Ray, to your point, is a bastard. She has no known parents, so she adopts the word Skywalker. Like, no, my name. I know who my father is. My father is Luke Skywalker. Sure, even though it really wasn't, you know, right, right. But, but she she adopts that, and she becomes a Skywalker and carries on the bloodline. Fine. Yeah. Fine. I, 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 and I like that. I mean, but the, I was going off of like there was a lot of theories coming out of celebrations yeah. when I was there. I jumped on it as well. I like the idea. Look, I've heard the theory too, but come on. You're going to replace Jedi with Skywalker as a new moniker? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but I think it's – But it might be true, which is even scarier. But are you thinking of it from a branding point of view and an after? Because we're going to go back in time with Benioff at Weiss sooner or later. I'm thinking even from a mythological point of view. I'm thinking from a, from a, from a story arc point of view that there's this whole story. The Jedi have been warriors since for a thousand years. Blah, 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 right? A thousand generations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so, get it. So, so the Jedi are this big, beautiful thing. They're the friggin' Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no plural to it. The word is just Jedi. It's just Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Okay. I know it drives me crazy when they plural it and they put Jedi's. And it's like no, no, no. <laughs> right, it's right, Jedi. Right. <laughs> but anyway, it's like walking again to use you know to go back to our Big Mac thing. And first of all, you know, uh, McDonald's should really be sponsoring this show. You know, I mean, yeah, we need, get on we need, that, man. We need all the help that we can get. <laughs> and McDonald's, we keep giving you shout outs, man. And I haven't like got one phone call or, or, or like a return from it. We should have you tweet at them. Here's what we need to do. OK. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith Army out there. Yeah. Right. At Rula 2 Army out there. Start tagging us. Yeah. Rula 2 and McDonald's. And the Big sponsor, Mac. Yeah. Sponsor Rule of Two, McDonald's. Mc, McDonald's. Get, help get us out this. so we can get a nicer set. I mean, look at where we're shooting this thing. I know. Look at this place. And these you know? held up with, with, <laughs> yeah. with the Help us out, Mickey and... D's. Help us out, Mickey D's. But anyway, to push the analogy even further, it's like I walk into um, McDonald's, right? And the Big Mac is now called the Skywalker the, or the Ronald. <laughs> Right. You know, <laughs> I I think you are taking it literally as like something that 
They're going to stamp at no. the end of episode nine. And I think it's more metaphorical. Even if it's metaphorical, even if they're saying we now denounce the Jedi, the Jedi no longer exist. We and no, are known as Skywalkers. No, and I'm not, and I'm not saying yeah. that either. That's not what's going to happen. No. I, yeah. Let me be clear. Yeah. I think it could be as something as simple as like Ray saying along the lines of like we're all Skywalkers now. Like what? Like Spartacus? Yeah. Like Spartacus yeah. vibe. I am Spartacus. Sure. Yeah, we're all Satoshi Nakamoto. We're all Spartacus. A version of that, but that, but no. Yeah, I can uh, see that. We, I'm going to Ray will say I am going to uh, build a new Jedi Order, and that maybe you see some people training in the background. She's like, all my Skywalkers or something like that, but not calling it that. They're still Jedi. It's a very metaphorical thing that I'm having trouble communicating. No, because no, no, no. I totally get what I you're saying. I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> First because of all, I've one, heard other people talk about this theory too. Like, yeah, like, and they're bringing back the gray Jedi kind of thing, uh, which I've heard okay. people say there's no such thing as a gray Jedi. And they look to Kylo Ren as like he's being called by the light. There's stuff in the in the canon material of Force Awakens that the dark side calls to Rey and she uses it against Kylo Ren in Force Awakens and their lightsaber duel. Right, right. So maybe right. she's I've been heard that one. touched by the dark side. And so they're like, well, Grey, that's the balance. I still think there's something in the balance of the Force. That those are Skywalkers, the ones that, that, that do use the light I don't and know. the dark? I, I think it has more to do with Rey and less to do with – there's. People saying that you know immediately when they, when we see rise the rise of Skywalker, the people that do not like Episode Eight or had problems with it or Luke being killed, a lot of people I saw memes of like zombie Luke coming back to life and all this kind of stuff, and it's yeah. like I don't think it's that. I've been tagged so many times on that one meme um, that has. It's the scene that I always reference at work uh, when we're doing stuff around here, but it's the scene in Indiana Jones when he's replacing the idol with the bag of sand. Yeah, and it's JJ. Yeah, it's JJ. It with Snoke. Snoke with the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Emperor is tied to Snoke somehow. Look, I loved Snoke. I thought Snoke was a friggin' cool character. Yeah. I think Snoke is great in The Last Jedi. Yeah. I just think that, A, we didn't earn Snoke because we have no idea where the hell he came from. Fine. It's OK to have a mysterious background. But at least, like, if you're going to bring back the Emperor, you have a lot of explaining to do. Oh, God, yes. I mean, forget, you have so much explaining to do. I mean, forget all the explaining that you still have to do about who the hell Snoke was and how he was so easily able to manipulate Kylo Ren right, right underneath, like, the nose of Luke Skywalker. Like, you still got to explain that. Like, yeah. like, like, don't forget about that either. That's why I'm giving episode nine. It, it it's a tall order, but you do have. I uh, echo what you say. You have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> Not only Snoke, Ray, oh, and JJ Abrams I you. came. I, I, I really <laughs> I, missed you. I missed you, man. I didn't like. I was traveling, and I and I was like with Wendy trying to get scheduling. And yeah. she's like, uh, no, he's doing a rule of two with Christian today, and I'm on a plane or something. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I going to talk about? I need to talk about Look, this. So first of all, we haven't even gotten past the first scene in this trailer. We were supposed to break down the trailer. Yeah, well, okay. that's fine. Because it's that first scene that really says it all. Look, it's a really cool scene. Yeah. Okay, it's a really cool scene. Um, I also um, like. I also think that they missed a huge opportunity to to like evolve this thing, this franchise forward. Um, we need franchise stewards, okay? And Jesus, like – 
Like, fine. Like, Ryan Johnson destroyed Anakin's saber. He destroyed it into two pieces. It was it was obliterated. Like, I didn't see her grab the pieces. I saw her maybe take the crystal, but she you showed the end of it. She showed him to Leia on the oh, Millennium yeah, 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 Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. has them. She has the pieces. Yeah. Like, use the use the like. And I talked to Christian about this last week. The only rite of passage that I know is freaking canon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that every part of the trials of the Jedi is constructing your own lightsaber? Yeah, it's part of the friggin' trials. And that was a cut scene with Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Cut it, yeah, yeah. Like, Remember, like, he yeah. was out, he was before, outside on Tatooine, and he yeah. and he built his lightsaber yeah, before he went into Jabba's palace. It's in the deleted scenes. Look right. it up. It's it's super cool. But ever since I was a little kid, part of the rite of passage of becoming a Jedi is this magical connection you have with constructing your own lightsaber. Okay, it's a huge part of it. Every per, every Jedi's lightsaber, um, every Jedi's like with the Jedi, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Jedi uh, apostrophe as, as right. in the you know is the yeah yeah as in the possessive Jedi, right? Okay, <laughs> so I don't get gotcha on that English. <laughs> right. um, We're good at it. Um, is is the construction of the lightsaber? So I thought it was a beautiful opportunity to actually weave that into Ray. For Ray to construct her own friggin' lightsaber with 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 Anakin's um, you know Kyber crystal, right? You know with 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 Anakin's Jedi crystal. You, okay, and if this happens, I'll be with you. But right now, I'm waiting to see. We don't know how she got that thing back together. We don't know if she goes on a trial. We don't know if she finds something right. to decide. I mean, she obviously to, put it back together. She but, obviously put it back together. So and Kylo put his helmet back together. So it's like. Listen. Yeah. Anyway, the, the Force Awakens is all about masks and the the, the masks yeah. that we hide behind. She's a scavenger. The first time we meet Ray, she has a mask on and yeah, she removes it's great. it. I love that scene. And I love that scene too. Yeah. Kylo Ren is about the mask. I and love he, that. His he keeps it on there. Too. Finn mask. I love his. They opening all scene have a too. mask on, right? Yeah. And then the blood across Finn's mask. Not Poe, but yeah, Poe. Not Poe. Poe. We the, know a little bit more about, right? Yeah, but then again, Poe wasn't supposed to make it past the first fifteen minutes. Exactly. But we are looking at right now the middle section was obliterating those masks and who is underneath those masks. And some of these characters now in the third movie, as we see, are going to put back together certain aspects of their – maybe what they feel is mm. missing. I, nice feel like it's, it. I feel like it's very consistent with Kylo Ren to put his mask back together and not this, ha, 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 see what J.J. is doing to Ryan Johnson? No, it is very consistent with him that he wants – to be the Darth Vader of the universe, and he keeps pushing himself to do it despite the call of the light. And so what is he going to do? He smashes it in rage because of what Snoke did. And then what does he do? He takes out Snoke. Just a boy in a mouse. Right. So he smashes it. Now, after everything that happened at the end of The Last Jedi, and he wants to be a big baddie, and he still wants to put on his big boy pants and and show the universe, he's going to put that mask back together. I feel it's very consistent with that character and shows just how little he has learned. Fine. First of all, I agree with everything you just said. And I think that if you were to look at the two, it's like there's certain things about the franchise that they're holding on to. There's other things about the franchise that they're not holding on to. And I think they got it all backwards because, uh, uh, you know, an argument can be made. There is a huge opportunity. Okay. Huge opportunity to give uh, Ray her own lightsaber. Yeah, I know that sounds just stupid, like, but no, but just like Luke in Return of the Jedi, Luke has his own lightsaber. Yeah, you know his dad. He got his dad's. He lost his dad's on Bespin, mm-hmm. and in Return of the Jedi, he built his new one, and that was what led him to finish the trials. Yeah, like 
you're trained. Oh, you constructed your own lightsaber. Yeah. Your, your training, training is, is now all, complete. Yeah. Yep. I get it. it. It's part of the ritual of being a Jedi. And you I'm know? just – that's why I'm just waiting to see what did J.J. do to get that lightsaber yeah, working jumping, again. Somersaulting a TIE Interceptor, and I know a lot of people have the theory that she's training in that opening scene, that somehow a training session. Yeah, I don't my, that think was so. my therapy. I think Poe's in that, that TIE fighter. What about the North by Northwest meme that came out? It was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's it's amazing how how similar it really is, huh? I think that that's a that's an inspiration from JJ First that all, he recreated. I have no problem with it. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I think it's a good reference point if it's you know if he actually was inspired by it. But if you look at that North by Northwest scene, and it's one of my favorite old school movies, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, with you know uh, with um, with Cary Grant and and all this stuff. Um, incredible movie. You mm-hmm. should really you know really check it out. But in that scene. Um, you know, he's not sure what's going on and he's like looking into the distance and then he sees this thing and then the thing gets at him and then he's he, he's being chased, right? Right. So it makes – maybe because I saw so much of the North by Northwest meme stuff going on, I almost have it. Oh, of course. It has to be a real moment of conflict. Mm-hmm. It could be training but my point is fine. If it is training, great. But that's – the training that the Jedi really needs and it's in the Clone Wars. It's in the it's in the prequels. It's in the friggin' original trilogy. The rite of passage of a Jedi constructing his own lightsaber mm-hmm. is just like like Game of Thrones or any of these other medieval things where, where like you name your sword. There's like a there's like a, an intimate relationship between this, and maybe his relationship is like oh like I I got this from Maz Kanata and it called to me and like this is my saber and I need to you know keep it intact, but like has she ever once mentioned? This was Luke's, Luke's uh, oh yeah, well, she tried to give it to him. Yeah. But like, um, has she ever once mentioned, you know, that that was Anakin's saber? No. She really hasn't, right? No. So it's like. Here, here's something that just occurred to me. Yeah. Hit me. Especially with J.J. Abrams. J.J. Yeah. Abrams, one of the most famous mystery box examples that I can give. Yeah. Was first person here because I witnessed it. I went to CinemaCon way back when, right before. Uh, what's it? Into Darkness comes out. Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay. And he was the up second and d- one, right? The second one. Yeah. He's up and down swearing on everything that Khan is not in the movie. Right. It's John Harrison. It's John Harrison. It's John Harrison. So, CinemaCon, we all sit there and they go, okay, we're going to play a clip from Star, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And in the movie that I saw later, it's revealed by the time I see the clip at CinemaCon, if you're following me, is that he was Khan, okay? And that's right. when Chris Pine's Kirk and Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan are zipping through space to go from one spaceship to the other. In the CinemaCon clip, they literally had all the dialogue reference him as Harrison. Interesting. And then when the movie comes out, he's revealed to be Khan. That's the reveal, and it changed. And I saw the movie in a press screening, saw the clip at CinemaCon. I go, holy shit, J.J., was so secretive of this that he gave a clip for CinemaCon for the theater. National Association of Theater Owners want to see the goods from the studios, so they want to put it. So they put it on there. Wait, it's a misdirect. He was a misdirect. The Russo I, brothers yeah. added the Hulk at the yeah. end of Infinity War yeah. Yeah. to throw everybody off. Yeah. Could J.J. be screwing with us he at could that? Be. He could be. Again, that's why and I, I hope just, he is. I hope he is, I too. I hope he is. I just I don't, don't think want, so. Yeah, I think – not with not with Anakin's saber, like. Well, you have uh, it's it's a special thing for you because Anakin's your favorite. 
And I get that. No, no, but it's also that Jedi, um, it's like... The story is important to you. I get that. Yeah, but it's almost like like underselling Rey's role. Mm-hmm. Like Rey, I thought, had was awesome when she was on, on, on Octu. Mm-hmm. She was great on Octu. You know, she was funny and like, oh, I've seen your schedule. You don't work very hard. You know, right. like, you know, she's funny and like, she's charming. She's an incredible, Daisy Ridley is an incredible, incredible actor. Okay, she does a great job. Um, everything else outside of that and outside, look, she, she, she's great also in the Emperor's, um, in Snoke's room. Yeah, oh yeah. Those, those two moments with her are great. Everything else is just kind of like throwaway, right? It's yeah. just like she doesn't really get trained, you know? Like, I'll give you three days of training. That's all you need to be a friggin' Jedi where Anakin trained for 10 years and he was the friggin' chosen one, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, you get the impression that in Empire Strikes Back, that Luke is there on Dagobah for some extended amount of time. You don't know exactly how long, but See, maybe felt, a week, maybe. It felt the same with Rey on Act Two and, and Luke on Dagobah. No, because Luke on Dagobah um, goes through a transformation while he's training. Like you never really get the transformation of of yeah, I'll buy of that. Rey, you know, I buy that. But then between Empire and hopefully that's what they're going to do here between Empire and Return of the Jedi. You can you can easily extrapolate that Luke's been under intense training yeah. to become a Jedi Master. Well, he's completely different when and he shows ex- up in Jedi. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, and I totally agree. And it's accentuated in the deleted scene of the first scene you actually see Luke supposedly. And and I, and I actually think it was a great cut by Lucas yeah. or whoever made the cut that he cut that scene out. But that was the first entry you saw of him. Yeah, was his training is complete when he's using the Force to put the his lightsaber together, you know? Right, right. Why why rob, like, Daisy or Ray of these n- beautiful, natural, evolutionary, like, things that you need to become a Jedi? Like, why doesn't she have to go through any of them? Because we're, we're spoiled by Star Wars. I mean, listen, here's my point. Okay. Return, Empire Strikes Back, Luke loses his hand and his father's lightsaber. Yeah. In Return of the Jedi, take the deleted scene out of that. We didn't see that for years. We didn't see that for years. Okay. He first appears, and you're right. They should have cut it because when he arrives at Jabba's Perfect. palace, it's my favorite opening in any Star Wars movie. Oh, it's so great! Yeah, it's the He's best just choking those yeah. Gamorrean guards. He comes in with there, the cloak, the first with the time cloak, you see him in yeah, the cloak. He's in black. He's a badass. And then you think he's going to jump into the, the the pit of Carcoon, and what the hell is he going to do? And then a lightsaber pops up, and it's a new lightsaber. Right. What did we do as an audience? We accepted it. We just knew that Luke yes, but at the end, got a different lightsaber. Fine, which is which is great. But, but now, at the end, Vader tells him, oh, you built a new lightsaber. But, Your training is not complete. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's what I mean though. Yeah. We buy Luke building another lightsaber. We didn't know what that was. When I say we're spoiled by Star Wars is because then we get the prequels. Then we get the Clone Wars and we get the Trial of the Jedi right. in the Clone Wars TV show. So – I get it because we have all that extra flavor from Star Wars, from the offshoots of the Clone Wars, from the prequels and everything. But that's why I hope we get Rey building her lightsaber. We do need to see that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, because in the Timothy Zahn uh, trilogy, you see Leia having to build her lightsaber. Right. You know, and it's a whole plot thing. And it's not a huge moment, but it's an important moment because Leia in the Timothy Zahn trilogy struggles with her force powers. Yeah. She's not like incredibly good at it no she's okay at it but she's not incredibly gifted at it you right. know like at least in the zon like like trilogy mm-hmm. like if you read Heir of the empire and, and especially Heir of the empire she's not great at it but she still has got to go through that ritual building her lightsaber and i believe her saber color was yellow 
I think, in the book. It's a little yeah. trivia out there. If you guys know that, you know, shoot it in the comments. I the, think it was yellow. I saw this figure, and I almost bought it. So one of my favorite runs in the Dark Horse comic series was yeah. called uh, Star Wars Infinities. And I it was, don't know if I remember that It's one. the what if. So in the Empire Strikes Back version, it's what if Luke died from his injuries by the Wampa. He actually dies in Han Solo's arms. Mm. And then he basically tells Han to tell Leia, you need to go see Yoda. You are my sister because basically he's dying and Obi-Wan appears per usual like an empire. But he goes, oh, shit. basically I'm doing the subtext. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, Luke's dying. He was our only hope. Right. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. You got to get your sister. It's Princess Leia. Yeah. You got to send her to Yoda. She's now our only hope. And so right. it's that. And cool. she goes through the trials, and Leia builds a purple li- lightsaber. A purple lightsaber. And they had that comic and her action figure at the con that I almost bought because I oh, love really? that story. Yeah, really. But I digress. Um, I, I'm totally with you. Yeah. I think Ray, you need to. We're so far into this is the last movie of the saga, and we haven't seen the it in the movies. The saga is now complete. Like, the, like, the, like, no. But we listen. A lot of the people that didn't like the Last Jedi. That are having problems with sequel trilogy. I'll die on this island. I'm having fun with it. Can I give notes? Yeah, I can. I I can pull myself out and go. There's a stuff here that I wanted more of. I want more here. Like I wanted more government stuff. What's the structure? But I not until the end of the credits of Episode Nine can I fully judge what this trilogy is. And I hope JJ has been listening. I think he is. And I think we do need to see her go th- through that trial. We have yet to see it in the movies. The trial of building their own lightsaber and it would make a lot of sense because we just left episode eight. Yeah. Her two pieces. What do I do? It looks nice and shiny and new in the trailer. I wonder if it's a misdirect. I really it could do. Be. It could be a misdirect. And like, look, I was talking to, to Perry about this this morning. And, um, you know, we were talking about Game of Thrones last night, episode two. And I got to be honest with you, I almost cried like five times. Oh, on Game of Thrones episode two last night? So did I. Yeah, and it was just so incredibly emotional. Every every time a new character finally saw another character, you know, and they come together, I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, 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 me too. I mean, Brienne of Tarth getting knighted. Sorry, spoilers. What 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 I told Yeah, what I told Sorry, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, spoiler warning. Yeah. (laughs) On the later. You should always consider that everything in Rule of Two is a spoiler. Yeah. It's possible spoiler. But my point to Perry was they earned those tears. Yeah. Because there was so much friggin' backstory. Yeah, we've had eight seasons. Eight seasons of eight this. Eight years of this. So it's like, I feel like the only characters that have been developed to have an interaction and a true emotional attachment with each other really are Kylo and Ray with each other. I think that's by design. Which is fine, which is great. And you know? we could uh, be we could be this could be oh no. Ray and Finn I this. thought were going into something interesting and then in the second movie they, they don't really interact. So so they didn't build on it at they're all. They're all going I mean they talked about they're all going to be together now. They they have a lot to do. They have a lot to close yeah, out. It's a lot. If we but let's let's suppose. Yeah. Let's put ourselves in 1982. Okay? Okay. And we're one year before the last Jedi. I mean, the Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Wouldn't you be saying the same thing? They have a lot to do. I mean, no. Who's this? Who's this other that Yoda talked about? Is Darth Vader lying? Is he really Luke's father? Yeah, fair enough. You know what's going to happen with Han Solo? He's in carbonite. Could he be dead? 
Are they going to do that? They have a lot to really wrap up and for this Return of the Jedi. Richard Marquand better stick the landing. Right. It's the same thing. That's fair. It's there's so That's much fair. like everybody's losing their minds over these movies. It's like let's let it play out. Like even though I don't think it's then an I can judge it. But I listen and it's I, I can get it because again, I like playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I like being on the fence and hearing your side and but then and, and fundamentally you're absolutely right. I just think that you you didn't like the last Jedi that much. Yeah. And so you're a little Got, you got something you got to wash out of your mouth. Right, right. You know, you have, a, you have a sour taste, and I get it. It's just like if you're telling me this is the end of the saga, okay, which is the same thing that I read. Like, And that's hard to wrap your head around. Go, go, uh, go online and check out uh, the, the box for the DVD of Revenge of the Sith, and it also says the epic conclusion of the saga, <laughs> okay? Um, I believe that in Return of the Jedi, some of that also says the final chapter in the saga. Yeah. You know, so we've had three of these final chapters in the saga come out. Yeah. And look. I can't wait for episode I, 12 to be I the final. I love all three. Look, I, look, I'll be honest with you. There was a while where Return of the Jedi was my favorite Star Wars movie. Same. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I love Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I love Revenge of the Sith. I'm hoping that it's three for three and that The Rise of Skywalker is my favorite of the sequels, which very well might be because you and I had a bet. Okay, before we be, before we left the celebration, that the trailer would have sabers clashing. Yeah, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Okay, and again, it's teaser, teaser, right? They it, were it's adding. It's gotta happen. This is what I took away, and it kind of brings this episode full circle. It's that it's the rise of Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is what I believe is still training her, is still training her, and that's new dialogue there. Right. Thousand generations live in you now. We've given you everything that we know. This is your so, fight so, now. So the training has been going on over an extended amount of time. I I'm think assuming. so. I, they've confirmed that we're jumping ahead a few years. I think Ray has continued training with the help of Leia, with the help of Poe, with the help of Finn, and then something happens. And I do believe – I don't know. I do not think – but this is – let me couch this. Yeah. John Favreau comes out with Dave Filoni to talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah. And he made a point to say Favreau did. He said some of this legend stuff, yeah, we're bringing it in. He said that on purpose. So some of the stories we got that were considered legend, he is now incorporating IG88. Yeah, IG88 maybe the Tales of the Bounty Hunter uh book series that I loved way back in the day. He specifically said there are stuff from legends that I'm making canon. Well, guess what? The sequel trilogies have done that. They have cherry-picked. They cherry-picked Jason Solo, renamed him Ben, and made him a dark side user. Now, in the books, Legends, he was Sith. Yeah. We TBD. So couldn't we suppose that we might get some kind of legend stuff that could be canon, i.e. the Emperor returning somehow? Is it Dark Empire? Personally, I think at the end of the day – the emperor is not going to be flesh and blood. Yeah. I, I think I think it's more of like there's uh, some kind of secret. There is some kind of recording. He's maybe a hologram. Maybe there's something. So I've there's seen people something. say they're haunting. He's haunting the Death Star that they're going to at the end of yeah, that. Yeah, because look, you know, Christian brings up a very valid point, and um, Christian says, well, in Episode Three. He learned how to manipulate the midichlorians in a way to cheat uh, death, right? Or, sure. Or, 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 or to, to create life. So it's very possible that when Lucas put, put that in there, 
that he retconned his own conversation with Ian McDermott post Return of the Jedi where he told him, no, he's dead. There's I, no chance. Of course so he, he put, did. put the seed in there. Yeah. Right? So if if it's it could be as simple as he told Anakin Skywalker, I learned this from Plagueis. I know how to do it. When I died, I did it I did it on myself and I'm you know, I survived. I could buy into that. But if fine, I'll buy into that. You still gotta explain Snoke to me. Snoke's tied to this. You gotta somehow. you gotta you gotta explain Snoke to me because you can't is, tell me. Snoke is now either the Emperor reincarnated or Plagueis or something connected there. I don't, I don't know. Whatever the hell Prentice, he is. yes. You've got to explain to me so, uh, uh, who, who Snoke is and you've got to explain to me pretty damn well how he was able to turn Ben against Luke. We better get that. Because I much rather have seen that movie than whatever crap we ended up with. Listen, there is a report out there that I did not touch on. Okay. Because it like is very, very spoilery. Ooh. And I went down that rabbit hole. Spoiler warning. Makingstarwars.net. Okay. Go check it out. That's all I'll say. Why don't you just drop it here? No, I'm not doing it. It's that, that bad? Yeah. That if bad. If it's true, it's huge. And I – like the guys over there – It's that bad. It, it's not bad. No, but, but – but it, It's big. It's big and you think it could be real. I think it could be absolutely real. And it is something that I have supposed – I did my own video here at Collider on how we could get Luke Skywalker in action again alive. I remember that video. And it's a force back, flashback force. JJ introduced the force vision in a way to show us a flashback. That's, that's essentially what he did. Yeah. Ryan Johnson continued that yeah. with the Rashomon effect or what, what do you call it? The the – yeah, the, the three Rashomon. different yeah, yeah, Rashomon effect. Yeah, so it's precedent. It's been set. I think we're going to get force backs or flashbacks somehow that will be force visions that will fill in histories. I don't know, but they're hurt. making Star Wars. They're throwing they're throwing something out there that's pretty damn big. And you and I and can talk about it. Their track record is pretty good, right? And their track record is pretty good. So I'm just leaving it at that. If you want to know. You can go find it yourself. Maybe I will tell you about it and that we can talk about it on another rule of two. But I think there's a lot that I think Ray will build her lightsaber. I think it's absolutely important to see her continuing to train somehow. And I think Luke is a part of that. I think yeah, what he's I telling so her is he's still there yeah. training her. Mark Hamill was on Seth Meyers a few days ago or whatever, like a week ago or something or maybe mm -hmm. even more recent. And um, he did kind of hint at that he did quite a bit of filming for episode nine. So, Mark uh, Hamill. Mark yeah. Hamill. So I, I listen. They put Rise of Skywalker there for a reason. It could be very well the reason that that you articulated earlier on the show, which is some moniker that they're going to use to rally the troops. I think there's a little bit of I think there's a little bit of both sides on this. I think there's a little bit of the fallout of the Last Jedi and the fans of Luke Skywalker. So we put that in there. I think there's a thematic connection to it. Yeah. I think there's a plot connection to it. But, but, but I think it won't retcon him coming back to life. Here's the question though. Why in the hell are Ray, Finn, and Poe going to go find this destroyed Death Star? Why indeed? You'll have to see when the movie drops December <laughs> right. 19, 2019. To me, that's, well, that's to me the that whole was point. intriguing. To me that was intriguing. I love it. And like I said – I saw, the, I saw the memes in case of Last Jedi fatigue, break glass, and it's the Emperor. Yeah. 
listen, what is the is a one good meme? It's a good meme. Sure. Yeah. It bugs me. It bugs. Yeah. It bugs you because it's true. It could Maybe. be true. But no. You know what? No, 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 you know no. what? Let me rephrase that. It bugs you because you're being a little sensitive because if it is true, mm-hmm. then it would make you feel bad, which is a fair thing. Uh, yes. Okay. However, what's the one character that would unite the entire saga? I think that the true unifying character is is either Anakin or the Emperor or yeah. both. Yeah. It's the Emperor for me yeah. because he was the Phantom Menace, the puppet master through the, through the prequels, the main baddie. I know it's Darth Vader, you know, and, no, but, no, he's but he's the one holding the leash. Yeah, he's the Emperor. I think that character and Darth Plagueis. I was banging the drum for Darth Plagueis that Snoke – and if they don't do it, fine. You better have a good explanation, JJ. <laughs> right. But when I saw Snoke for the first time and then I heard John Williams score, which was the same music right. playing underneath in the opera. In the opera, yeah. I went, What me too. You know what? Darth Plagueis yeah, yeah, would too. bring all of these together. Yeah. And they didn't go there, and that is a big waste of wasted yeah. opportunity in my opinion. That's why I'm but I'll say that, knowing that I have a movie. That come on, JJ, dazzle me. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm I excited. That, like, and hopefully, when 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 George Lucas came on the set, and I don't know how you know how much he actually talked, and, but I've been, heard mixed things. Uh, me too. Yeah, um, I've heard that zero, and I've heard that quite a bit. You know, so and I'm not according sure according to JJ, it's quite a bit. Right, right, and according to Christian Harloff, it's zero. Right, <laughs> right, and I think Harloff might have better sources than Lucas than JJ does. Okay, so. <laughs> So this pandemonium with the, I don't know whose sources are who now. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, it's but, my dog Leia. She's the one that tells right. me all the secrets right, now. Right, right, right. You know, she barks it into your ear. Oh, night. yeah, um, yeah. But like JJ, if JJ talked to George about anything, I hope to God it's about the Emperor. Yeah. Like the like like because yes, no matter what you think about these new movies, whether you love them, whether you hate them, whether whatever, you can't deny that there's a huge element of fan fiction to them. That we're having a tough time, just like I'm having a little bit of a tough time with these new episodes of Game of Thrones because I know that the source ends – spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> the, the source material ends with Jon Snow dying. Mm, we right. don't know anything else after that yeah. in terms of the source material. Right. Right? The source material of Star Wars ends with the Michael Arndt episode 7 script that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where it ends. Right. Unless they go to George and George gives them a few tidbits, even though he said that he completely removed himself from the equation. But, man, if you're going to mess with the Emperor, please, please, I hope you talk to friggin' uh, Lucas. You know, Lucas and, like, you know, came well, to some kind of understanding, like, of how you were going to use him, how you're integrating him, that it makes friggin' sense. Because these sequels, it feels to me like a totally different, it feels to me like a cool, like, you know, legends type thing, like an offshoot. Yeah, yeah. There's parts of that that I see that. Again, I it's it's been working for me, and yeah. Force Awakens works so much more for me because of the Last Jedi. Right. But you know, I love the Last Jedi. Right. And a lot of people do know that. And so it, it's it because is beautifully it was, shot. It was it was beautifully shot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like it was beautifully shot. It really was. Beautifully hey, if shot. you can't say something nice, don't say anything <laughs> yeah. at all. I think the Last Jedi had incredible cinematography. I'll sure. stand by that until. But the end. I just love the big swing it took. Now, 
But here's the thing that I keep going back to because we've heard sourcing on this that seems to suggest it. Although a lot of people out there are like, I'm sorry, because they did tie in Last Jedi to this teaser um, that they're not communicating. Yeah, I can see that in the text. I can see that from Force Awakens to Last Jedi. We'll see TBD about episode nine. But it's working for me. Some people it doesn't work for. And I'm – hey, let's have that discussion. I actually like it. We do it every week on Rule of Two. Yeah. What, what, um, What connection did you see between this trailer and Last Jedi? Uh, well, one, no one's ever really gone, and then the referring emperor to himself. Well, Luke says that in the misdirect there because he's saying, and you think he's talking about himself, but then you get the emperor. You get the emperor. Thousands why are of they generations. Going to find the, Je- uh, the emperor. Why, why are they going to the? Death That's Star? the movie. That's going to be in the crawl. But it didn't look like they were going ready for battle. It looked like they were looking for a friend. Maybe. I think. Didn't it like have that vibe at the end where they're looking for help? Might be, yeah. Because they're not armed. They're, it's just the three of them. We don't know. We don't know what's behind them. They didn't reverse the camera. Right. They could have a whole army with them. We don't know that. Right, right, right. Here's what I do know. Go back to Force Awakens. That book, that illustrated book, and, and you, Rule of Two listeners, are so awesome because you hit me up with this on Twitter, and I go down that rabbit hole. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about we that. I love those rabbit holes. The illustrated Force Awakens book, yep. J.J. wanted to go back to the Death Star. There was wreckage. You see Rey swimming underwater around the Emperor's chair on the second Death Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and the that. Millennium Falcon well, is totally going underwater. Yeah. And so he brought that back. So he had an idea. J.J., I – there's Snoke. He introduces Snoke. He does this mystery box thing, and everybody loses their freaking mind yeah. when Ryan Johnson has him kill him. So anyways, I'm giving it a little bit of time because I think J.J. wanted to bring the Emperor in the entire time. I think that was his goal. Yeah. But then I always question then – and I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at you, Kathleen Kennedy. Why the hell aren't J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson having lunch? In fact, why aren't they on a weekend <laughs> retreat together figuring this shit right. out? Like every single weekend. Every next, single yeah, weekend. For the next three years. And yeah. if I'm here – from what I'm hearing, if it's true and episode nine comes out and it just – a giant fart, well – I don't think it's going to be a fart. Yeah. I'm just talking about the reaction. If it's too heavy-handed because uh, Solo Star was – Star Wars might never recover. Yeah. It might never recover. Yeah. Because Solo was too nostalgia-heavy for me. Yeah. Huh? You want to see how we get together, me and Chewie? Hey, huh? You right. want to see how I get behind? Like everything would just felt so like oh, – it just didn't work for me. Yeah. I don't need that. Force Awakens. I did, like, I did like the scene of Chewie and Solo in that like mud cell. Yeah, I like that too because yeah, well, they're fighting with each other. Because it it reversed my expectations. I thought we were getting Han helping him escape because in the Legends series, I believe it was Chewie being enslaved and Han saves him, and that was the life debt. So that reversed that expectation reversal for me worked. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was the only scene in the movie I, I actually really yeah. Enjoyed. I but, but everything that was else a stinker. Yeah, but see, but with Force Sorry, Awakens. I should have said that. <laughs> That's fine. That was too much. It's too much. That was too much. <laughs> it was a stinker. <laughs> it was a stinker. Talk uh, about farts. Oh, God. Uh, but Force Awakens did ride a little bit of the nostalgia to it worked for me. 
But you're looking at your time because we are over. It is time. Yeah, my car's about to get here to go to this premiere for the Avengers. Oh, well, uh, if I could cue the Christian Bale, good for you. <laughs> good I for would. you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> well, that will do it. That is episode 37 of Rule of Two. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. I'm so happy to be back with you, Mark Fernandez. Yeah, I'm even happy to have you back. Look, I love our I debates. Feel, I feel like we started – Wanting to talk about the trailer, we barely got through the first scene. Yeah, we, we got to talk because it's yeah. like Will Ray build her own lightsaber in episode nine. Yeah. That that might need to be yeah. the title. But thank you. That is episode 37, Rule of Two. You can find it on the Podcast One Jedi Council feed. It drops every Tuesday evening here on Collider Video's YouTube channel. The full video, you get it all here. He is at Mark Fernandez on Twitter. I am at Riley Around on Twitter. You can hit us up there, send us questions. What do you think? Is Ray going to build our own lightsaber are we going to see that jedi trial are we going to see any flashbacks of maybe luke are we going to get more characters and is the emperor going to be flesh and blood that's what we want to know that's what we want to know we'll keep talking and we're going to keep talking because we'll see you yeah. next time ruler two will be back next week on your regularly scheduled time fernandez you'll be here right i'm, I'm here yeah okay yeah, and, I'll be here. And, and uh, I think we might uh, – there's a guest that I'm trying to coordinate with wanting yeah. to come on today's show. We didn't make it work, but um, uh, we'll keep it a surprise. OK. We'll keep it a surprise. So you tune in. Stay tuned for that special guest and we'll see you next week. Same time. See you later. Rise. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.